1: Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com
0: This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales,
2: Tonight, Ukraine's President Zelensky slams the United Nations as he compares Russian soldiers to terrorists and shows a graphic video of what he calls the worst war crimes since World War II. Zelensky implores world leaders to do something to stop Russia as he details new Russian atrocities. Civilians crushed by tanks in their cars, limbs cut off and throats slashed. With 100,000 Ukrainians trapped in Mariupol by the gruesome pictures we've seen so far is believed to be just the tip of the iceberg. Tornadoes in the south. Tonight, the spring storm bringing dangerous new weather from the Gulf Coast to the Carolinas for the third straight week. Tigers come back. The big announcement from the Gulf legend about the Masters.
3: As of right now, I feel like I am going to play.
2: Can he win a sixth green jacket just 14 months after a catastrophic car accident? Ivanka Trump testifies. The former first daughter appears before the January 6th committee. President Obama returns, the event that brought the 44th president back to the White House
4: for the first time. Vice President Biden, Vice President...
5: That wasn't a joke.
2: Looks like American, American innovation. The California startup shows us the new meat alternative it thinks is key to fighting climate change. And heroic car rescue. How fast-thinking deputies pulled a man to safety from a burning car.
0: This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, Reporting from the nation's capital...
2: Good evening, and thank you for joining us on this Tuesday night. We have breaking news as we come on the air. We are tracking dangerous weather across the South, where more are there are more than two dozen confirmed tornadoes. We will have the latest on that in just a minute. But we want to begin on the world stage and the clear message that leaders cannot and should not turn their eyes away from the gruesome atrocities happening in Ukraine. Today, President Zelensky made an impassioned plea to the United Nations to do more to stop Russian war crimes. Zelensky put the members of the U.N. Security Council on notice, saying unless they believe the time of international law is gone, they must act immediately. World leaders were left stunned silent as he shared stomach-churning footage of dead civilians and alleged women were raped in front of their families. Well, tonight, the secretary of state called what happened in the city outside Kiev a deliberate campaign to kill. And in a chilling new charge, America's U.N. ambassador alleged that tens of thousands of Ukrainians were captured and sent to filtration camps reminiscent of Nazi death camps. We have a lot of news to get to tonight, starting with CBS's Weija Jiang at the White House. Good evening, Weija.
6: Good evening to you, Nora. As those grave images pour out of Ukraine, its president is warning that this is only the beginning and that new evidence will soon surface that Russia is committing even more war crimes. He also had harsh words for the United Nations. You are right. He criticized them for failing to stop the violence. Before an audience of the world's top diplomats, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky called out the United Nations for having what he described as a broken system that has no power to stop the war.
1: Are you ready to close the UN? If your answer is no, then you need to act immediately. Zelensky
6: likened the Russian soldiers accused of carrying out war crimes in Bucha to
1: ISIS terrorists. They cut off uh, uh, limbs, cut their throats, slashed their throats. Women were raped and killed in front of their children.
6: Hoping to shock the group into action, Zelensky showed a gruesome video of the latest atrocities, which were then stunningly disputed by Moscow's ambassador to the UN, who called them a crude forgery.
3: During the time that this, the town was under the control of the Russian armed forces, not a single civilian suffered from any kind of violence.
6: With documented evidence of civilians killed in Bucha, the Biden administration is backing an investigation by the International Criminal Court, or ICC.
3: It's a deliberate campaign uh, to kill, to torture, uh, to rape, uh, to commit crimes.
6: But neither Russia nor the U.S. is party to the ICC, made up of 123 nations, which is responsible for holding war crime trials. If Putin was ever charged, he would need to be arrested and handed over to the court, which is unlikely. The Biden administration will continue to squeeze Russia economically. New sanctions expected Wednesday will ban all new investment there and impose additional penalties on government officials and their family members. And following those latest brutal acts, several NATO nations expelled Russian diplomats this week, and the European Union has proposed an all-out ban on Russian coal imports. Nora?
2: Weijia Jiang at the White House, thank you. Let's turn now to Ukraine, where officials say they've uncovered more evidence of atrocities committed by Russian forces. President Zelensky said these are the worst war crimes since World War II, and he is calling for a Nuremberg-styled tribunal to investigate and prosecute any Russians involved. CBS's Holly Williams is in Ukraine.
7: More sickening stories are emerging from the town of Bucha. Tanya Nedashkivska said her husband Vassal was taken away by Russian troops and she later found his body dumped at the bottom of a staircase. She buried him in the garden of their apartment building. Please, I'm begging you, she weeps, for all the wives and mothers make peace so no one ever grieves again. While Russia claims these scenes in Bucha, including civilians apparently executed, were somehow faked. This satellite image appears to show bodies littering the street in the town on the 19th of March, when it was occupied by Russian forces. And witnesses have detailed and compelling stories. This man describes the Russian troops shooting people as if they were on safari. They were all drunk, he says. They were walking around, saying, we have orders to kill you. But Ukraine says Butcher is just the tip of the iceberg, and the city of Mariupol may have experienced even worse horrors. They can't be counted yet, because it's still under siege, with around 100,000 people thought to be trapped. A Red Cross evacuation convoy had to turn back today after being detained by Russian forces. Some are still making it out, including 10-year-old Milan and his sister Ilona, who we found sitting silently in an evacuation centre, apparently shell-shocked. My heart stopped every time there was an explosion, Milan told us. I was crying constantly and dragging my parents to the basement. For Ukrainians, the slaughter of their own people is heart-rending, enraging and fueling the fight to protect their homeland and their freedom, whatever the cost. We were given rare access to a Ukrainian military hospital where they treat soldiers wounded on the front line. We can't show their faces for security reasons. Igor told us he was injured in a firefight with the Russians. He's a father of four children. When I see kids being killed, they aren't guilty of anything. He told us Russia should be isolated and I want Putin dead. NATO's Secretary General said today that Russia will likely launch a new offensive in the coming weeks, targeting Ukraine's eastern region. Nora.
2: Holly Williams with that reporting in Ukraine. Thank you. Let's turn now to some breaking news back here at home as millions of Americans are in the path of a dangerous storm system. Tonight, there are reports of more than two dozen tornadoes, and the threat continues into the night. CBS's Mark Strassman is in hard-hit Decatur, Georgia. Good evening, Mark.
3: Good evening, Nora. The skies have cleared here in suburban Atlanta, but not before at least 14 reported tornadoes touched down across Georgia, part of a punishing storm system that hit this house before moving on to South Carolina. Y'all, what you're seeing is a tornado, Allendale, South Carolina. The skies lit up Uh, with tornadoes tearing across the the south. This giant twister was seen outside of Allendale, South Carolina. The town of about 3,000 people is believed to have taken a direct hit. The storm system spawned at least 25 tornadoes across the south. It moved through several states, including Louisiana, Alabama, and Mississippi. In Texas, at least four people had to be rescued from flash flooding through South Carolina and Georgia. The storm downed trees and power lines and left a trail of damage. One woman was home inside here when this tree fell. She's fine. Her neighbor's house also damaged. They told us in that moment, it sounded like a bomb went off.
2: Nora, it's going to be a rough night for many people. Mark Strossman, thank you. Well, for the forecast for the rest of the night and into tomorrow, let's bring in meteorologist Jackie Jarris from our partners at the Weather Channel. Good evening, Jackie. Good evening, Nora. We've had many reports of severe thunderstorms, including tornadoes that have caused damage today and this evening, and that threat's going to be ongoing through the rest of the night, even into some of the overnight hours. This is going to be affecting parts of Florida and to Georgia, as well as into the Carolinas. A line of storms that extends several hundred miles will gradually work its way offshore. We'll get a break in the action, and then a new storm system is going to be approaching, resetting the atmosphere in bringing a second round of severe weather as we head into tomorrow, especially into the afternoon and evening hours. Places like Birmingham, Atlanta, Charlotte, and Columbia could be affected again with severe storms. Back to you, Nora. Jackie Jarvis thank you. The Oklahoma legislature has approved a bill that would lead to a near total ban on abortions in the state. The bill making, makes performing an abortion a felony with penalties of up to 10 years in prison and a $100,000 fine. The bill provides an exception only to save the life of a mother in a medical emergency. It now heads to Republican Governor Kevin Stitt, who has indicated he'll sign it into law. All right. Back here in Washington, Ivanka Trump testified in private today before the Congressional Committee investigating the January 6th assault on the U.S. Capitol. The former president's daughter and senior advisor was in the Oval Office that day. She was expected to be questioned about a phone call she allegedly witnessed in which her father tried to pressure former Vice President Mike Pence to reject Joe Biden's 2020 election victory. All right, two months after Tiger Woods said he wouldn't return to golf full-time, the legend says he plans to tee off in sports' most prestigious tournament, the Masters. CBS's Jim Axelrod reports on the comeback once thought improbable after a car crash almost led to Woods getting his leg amputated.
8: After the update the sports world was waiting for. I
3: feel like I am going to play.
8: Tiger Woods told reporters today that 14 months after the car crash that almost cost him his right leg, he is back here at Augusta with
3: one goal. If I can still compete at the highest level, I'm going to. I don't show up to an event unless I think I can win it.
8: That would require walking six miles or more each round over the hilly terrain of Augusta National. Though his stride during his practice rounds has looked less than a hundred percent at times, he insists he's good to go.
5: I've had
3: to endure pain before, and obviously this is a lot more traumatic. What has transpired to my
8: leg? Uh, we've had to put a lot of work. But what's also clear from the practice rounds is the frenzy his return is creating. This place has got to feel like twice that. Golf writer Ron Green is covering his forty-first Masters. This is like. Bringing back something you didn't think you were going to see again. This is like if the Beatles came back and finally did that concert they never did. There it is. A win for the ages. After five Masters wins, Woods says he's not done yet.
3: When I I decide to hang it up, when I feel like I I can't win anymore, and that'll be it.
8: Uh, But I feel like I can still do it. And as any golf fan knows, if Tiger feels like he can still do it, no one should argue. Jim Axelrod, CBS News, Augusta, Georgia.
2: And no doubt we'll hear the roar from the crowds. Well, there's big news tonight about 36 million people who have federal student loans. CBS News has confirmed that the Biden administration will extend the pandemic era freeze on those loan payments through August. The moratorium was set to expire May 1st. Meanwhile, former President Barack Obama returned to the White House today for the first time since he left office to mark the 12th anniversary of the Affordable Care Act. President Biden announced a change in rules that will allow more families to get insurance while lowering costs for nearly one million people. All right. A new United Nations report on climate change warns the world has only three years to act in order to avoid an irreversible catastrophe. Meanwhile, a California startup is doing its part to cut down on greenhouse gas emissions by creating a new kind of alternative meat. CBS's Carter Evans reports as part of our new series, American Innovation
9: today we're going to be making a little air protein chicken korma it's a classic indian dish with a twist it looks like regular chicken the way it cooks yeah. you know it gets that little crust on the outside there that's the beauty of it physicist lisa dyson is the founder and ceo of air protein and cbs news is getting an exclusive look at a product she says has the taste and texture of meat but does not come from animals It's created using a fermentation process similar to making yogurt, but instead of using microbes that consume milk and sugar, air protein uses microbes that eat oxygen, nitrogen, and carbon dioxide. How does it work?
1: You start off with cultures, then you feed it elements of the air, and it grows and grows and grows, just like that yogurt culture. You dry that, and you get to a protein-rich flour.
9: And that can be processed to mimic chicken, seafood, and beef.
1: We can grow enough material to make a steak in a matter of hours.
9: The concept for air protein came from NASA in the 60s as a way to recycle the CO2 astronauts' exhale and turn it into food. Dyson developed the technology to help fight climate change.
1: The food industry today produces more greenhouse gases than the entire transportation sector. What's going to happen when we have 10 billion people? Bon appétit. Really good.
9: For now, we'll have to take Dyson's word for it. She says only a small circle of people, including investors, have tried it. When are we going to get to the point where outsiders like me can try it?
2: Very soon. Not yet, but very soon.
9: So air chicken is still in the beginning phase of the USDA approval process. It could start hitting store shelves sometime next year when ultimately consumers will decide if it indeed tastes like chicken. Nora?
2: All right, well, let's hope it tastes like bacon. Carter, thank you. Police in Sacramento, California today arrested a second suspect in that deadly mass shooting over the weekend. 27-year-old Smiley Martin is accused of having a machine gun that a law enforcement says was used in the attack. More than 100 shots were fired and six people were killed. Martin was on parole after being released from prison last year. His brother was also arrested in connection with the attack. Right tonight, another airline's mega merger may be in the works. JetBlue today made a surprise bid of more than $3.5 billion to buy Spirit Airlines. That's about 40 percent more than Frontier offered to buy Spirit less than two months ago. Spirit says it's considering JetBlue's offer, while Frontier argues a JetBlue purchase of Spirit would lead to higher ticket prices. All right, tonight, two deputies in Charlotte County, Florida, are being called heroes after rescuing a man who was trapped inside a burning car. The officers raced to the scene after witnesses heard a crash and the man screaming for help. Well, the deputies used a pocket knife to cut the man free from his seatbelt, which had gotten wrapped around his neck. With the help of a good Samaritan, they actually pulled him to safety. Just incredible. The atrocities in Ukraine have forced more than four million refugees to flee to neighboring countries, many with nothing but the clothes on their back and nowhere to live. CBS's Meg Oliver found two college students who decided to help from their keyboards.
4: When the war started, Aliyah Mejanina and her family spent eight terrifying days in a bomb shelter praying they would survive.
1: It was really scary.
4: On the other side of the world, 19-year-old Avi Schiffman was at a protest in San Diego that inspired him to do more.
0: I saw that there were millions of refugees flooding out of Ukraine and ending up in neighboring countries. But the systems in place there for those refugees to get in contact with hosts would not scale to millions and millions of refugees. And was just not efficient.
6: So
4: the Harvard freshman teamed up with classmate Marco Burstein, creating a website to help refugees find housing.
0: We did not sleep for like three days.
4: They've added safeguards to protect vulnerable refugees. How many people have you helped so far?
0: Thousands and thousands.
4: A week after it went live, Ali and her family had reached the border and found the site. it's was, yes. <laughs> <laughs> A host offered them their home in France for the summer. And now I, my mom, my sister, and our daughter live in this place. What are you getting out of this?
0: I'm not making any money off this website or anything like that. I'm passionate about what you can do with technology, and I think that it makes the world better.
4: Helping families like Elias find shelter and peace. Meg Oliver,
2: CBS News. That's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night.